Welcome to the Beauty Talk Podcast, where we feature how the best medical practitioners help their patients to look better, younger, and healthier. Now, enjoy the show, and here's your host. Daniel Gao here. I'm the host of Beauty Talk, where we feature the top medical practitioners in health and beauty, both inside and out. This episode is brought to you by Edna Digital Marketing. Edna is a renowned Los Angeles-based practice development firm helping medical professionals to dominate their local market and grow their practice. To learn more, visit ednadigitalmarketing.com or email us at info at ednadigitalmarketing.com. Now, I have Julie Gallo here of Aesthetic Philosophy by Bednar Cosmetic Surgery and Firmaskin Medical Aesthetics. She is a certified physician associate with over 15 years of experience in both dermatology and aesthetic medicine. Julie is an injector, an entrepreneur, a preceptor, and trainer for colleagues who are new to the aesthetic market. So welcome, Julie. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Julie, let's get started. I want to know, how did you get interested in dermatology and aesthetics? Well, that's actually a funny story. So I was in uh, my, I actually thought I was going to be a surgical PA, to be honest. Hmm. Um, I did most of my elective rotations in colorectal surgery, general surgery, surgical oncology. And I trained at the Cleveland Clinic when it was down in Naples. It's moved now. But um, and I was about to graduate. I was on my last rotation and um, I had all these different job offers. I had family medicine, pediatrics, dermatology, uh, general surgery, pain medicine. And I literally went. This was a very respected surgeon very smart, but very intimidating. And I wrote them all on index cards. Basically, here's all the fields that I've been offered a job. I didn't put what they were paying. I didn't put anything, but put them all in front of him. And I said, which one would you pick? And he like looked at all of them and he looked at me. He's like, are you kidding? Take the freaking derm job. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like I've been doing all of this. And he was like, yes, take the derm job. If you hate it, then you can come back. And I ended up loving it. I, you know, it was great because it was a great mix of uh, medicine, um, some creativity. I'm uh, an artist and a pianist. And so I definitely, you know, um, don't just access my left side of my brain. I also access the right. And, and so it was doing these aesthetics, doing, you know, getting trained in, you know, the toxins and the lasers and all of it was just a great way to uh, access that part and not just be, you know, the analytical clinical, um, you know, general dermatology. So um, I was able to do procedures. I was cutting out skin cancer. So I, it was literally just like pushing all the buttons for me. And, mm. and I was, that was it. I was, I was in it. And, mm. um, and so now 15 years later, um, it really is now like for me, time for me to like focus on what I really, really love. And for me, it's aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. So that's a great story. You kind of left the the future up to this practitioner. <laughs> I did. I took his advice. I figured this is a really, really smart man. He practices mm -hmm. at Cleveland Clinic. He was successful there. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to him. It worked out in the end. <laughs> it did work out. So now that you're in the dermatology and the aesthetic side, what would you say are some of the most popular treatments or services that you perform or that the, the med spas that you're part of uh, provide? And why do you think that they're so popular? Well, I think um, I mean, part of it's what you guys do marketing, um, but, um, neurotoxins are probably, you know, our number one, um, aesthetic procedure that we do, uh, followed closely by, um, dermal fillers, 
um, out in Florida, it's a little different. I, I practice at both. Um, threads are more popular down in, in Florida. They're just starting to, um, PDO threads, that is, are starting to become popular here. I think people are starting to see the benefits of them. Um, lasers have been popular for a long time. The technology has become even more refined. So um, we have a couple new ones behind me here. Um, I think that's something that's always, um, that technologies are always changing, but you have at the core some main treatments. Those also are popular um, here. So yeah, I would say neurotox is probably for a long time has been the most popular treatment. Got it. Now, I know that as part of your practice, you do a lot more than just the aesthetics of the neurotoxins, mm -hmm. the thread lifts. You do focus also on the wellness side. And I think that's very fascinating. It's a different approach or philosophy aptly named the aesthetic philosophy. Right. right. So yeah. Talk a little bit more about that, how you do approach that wellness side of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we truly believe, and I, I mean, we've kind of all live it, that um, it's not just, um, you know, doing the Botox and the filler. Um, it is coming beauty from the inside within. And um, I think we all know, you know, if you eat a crappy meal, you're going to go to McDonald's, you feel like crap afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we've kind of taken to heart. So we do a lot of different things. We'll do vitamin shots and IV therapy. Um, we do hormone replacement. Um, you know, we have a whole, you know, sexual health, um, you know, everything from vaginal rejuvenation to P shot. So these are all things that we um, kind of bring in. Um, we have a, a, a lab that we use. Um, so you don't have to rely on insurance and it's totally um, affordable. Um, and it's just sort of treating the whole person, not just the wrinkles. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way that you describe that. Because I think when a lot of people think of uh, aesthetics, wellness, even dermatology, they almost think of it like it's in different categories. But when you combine everything together, I think that surprises a lot of people. But do you get people like that where they're like, oh, that seems strange that you're combining wellness with the aesthetic side? Like, do you happen to get people like I that? I mean, sometimes, but, you know, I tell them, you know, when practicing general dermatology and someone would come in with acne or eczema or psoriasis, these inflammatory conditions, one of the first things we did was to tell them, go on an anti-inflammatory diet, cut out all of the gluten and the dairy, or at least cut back on it. Um, these things that we know inflame the body. And, and they did, they felt better. And it just... Mm -hmm makes sense. You know, it, it's everything that's going in, not just the things, not just the creams and the lotions that we sell here are going to make you beautiful. You want to feel good, not just, you know, look pretty in a picture for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that um, our patients have at least it available, whether or not they want to access it or not. But a, a lot of them do, surprisingly. I think when they, they realize that we do all of these, you know, we have some obviously like um, flyers and things out front and posters and they're like, oh, you know, like they they come in. These are patients that we've been seeing for mm -hmm. a long time for um, toxin and fillers and things like that or hydrofacials. And um, oh, my God, I didn't even know you did it. Let's can we pull my labs today? You know, mm -hmm. so I think it's uh, becoming more and more relevant. Mm -hmm. OK, would you say that this is something that really you believe differentiates your practice from a lot of other practices in your not even your local area, but around? Yeah, I do. Um, there aren't that many here. I mean, there are a lot of places that you can go get Botox mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of places that you can go get dermal fillers, but there aren't a lot of places that are going to look at you as a whole and are going to look at you as um, more than just your wrinkles. Mm -hmm. So we like to treat the whole person. Yeah. If 
Now, you kind of you mentioned this a little bit before, but could you explain a little bit more on your approach on how you're educating your clients on this, not just the aesthetic side, but also the wellness side and how they all gel in together? I mean, it's I try to make it pretty organic. I don't have a, you know, a huge spiel for the patients when they come in, but if they ask me or I look at their medical history and I feel like it might be pertinent. Um, you know, I'll, I will ask them, you know, have you thought about, you know, um, getting some lab work? How, how are you feeling? You're on thyroid medication. When was the last time you had it checked? Um, how are you feeling? Are you having any of these symptoms? Um, I mean, there is a whole list, especially with hormone replacement, and it doesn't have to be, you know, people think it's postmenopausal or older patients. I've pelleted as young as 25 and their, their hormones were off and they felt better. And, mm-hmm. um, and when you feel better, you look better. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just something that I try to, I, you know, I, I try to make it an organic experience for the patient. I try to um, answer their questions, but I do educate them and I educate them on everything, including the toxins and the fillers and the threads and things like that. Okay. Got it. Now I know when it comes to the wellness side as, long, uh, as well as the aesthetic side, there's always, it's new. It's kind of the cutting edge. It's, it's the next level of mm-hmm. health and aesthetics. Um, are, is there any type of treatments that's new and emerging that you're particularly excited about? Um, I mean, we use, <clears throat> are you talking on the aesthetic side or the wellness side? Uh, for both sides. Okay. Well, aesthetic side, I, it's exciting for me up here because we are seeing an influx of patients for threads, um, PDO threads, which like I said, the, I've been, you know, in the Charlotte area, we're just just starting to see patients interested in it. And I like educating them on it. Some of them are afraid and I try to um, ease any discomfort that they have with that. And by education, I think that's Mm -hmm. the number one thing. Um, As far as um, in the wellness, I mean, I think the hormone replacement, the way that it is becoming more available to the masses, um, it is kind of a game changer. Daniel, when was the last time you had your labs checked? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, I think that's something that people are coming, becoming more and more aware of. And once we get their hormones optimized, that's the key word is optimization. You know, they'll come to me and say, well, my, my levels are in the normal range. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but the normal range isn't the optimal range. And so that is something that we explain to them. And I mean, it is pretty amazing how many people like life-changing, like in mm-hmm. tears, like, thank you so much mm-hmm. for everything from saving my marriage to making me feel back to the person I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's so rewarding for us to hear. Yeah. Now for those of, for people who don't know what hormone replacement is, because I've, I've talked to some people about hormone replacement. They're like, what is that? Like, what does that even do? If you yeah. had to summarize it kind of in a nutshell, how would you describe so who we hormone use a- is for? Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much for everyone over a certain age, but um, basically we use a BioT method. There are different brands. That's the brand we use. That's, I trust them. Um, And they optimize three hormones, testosterone, um, estrogen, and your thyroid. And basically we are pulling labs. It is, we use testosterone and estrogen pellets, depending on what you may or may not need. Um, and it's something that you just do a few times a year for women and twice a year for men, and you don't have to think about it. It's just there. We, we check your labs, um, accordingly. And it is, um, 
when you don't have, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is their vitamin levels, their hormone levels. If you could see how many people that I have are just vitamin D deficient and didn't Mm -hmm. even know, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I getting sick all the time? Why do I have fatigue? Why do I have brain fog? Why do I have all of these things? And it is pretty amazing how quickly that that goes away once their hormones are optimized. Okay. So you would say people that are just having these mysterious symptoms, they really can't Mm -hmm. put a finger on it, but yeah but they would be a very good can to at least look into the hormone yeah. therapy. Yeah. If you, I mean, you can go to biotmethod.com and um, look on there. They have information, but there's literally a questionnaire. And I, the, my patients fill out the questionnaire every single time they come in, because mm-hmm. that's how I sort of uh, judge where they are in their um, journey and um, answer the, I mean, if you just answer the question, some of it is sexual health. Some of it is just mood um, fatigue. And I'm talking, you know, some of us are moms and dads and, you know, we work really hard, but this is like out of the ordinary, you know? Mm. And, um, so, um, you can go on, like I said, biotmethod.com and, um, you can find wherever you're listening, whether it's here in Florida or wherever, California, um, find a practitioner that can help you. Okay, great. Now I also want to backtrack a bit. You talked about the PDO thread lifts. Now, mm-hmm. for some people who have never heard of what PDO threadless are, again, could you just give a kind of a summary of what yeah. it is and like who is really a good fit for it? Right. So um, there are two types, PDO or polydeoxane. It's basically a sugar um, and it's a suture um, and it dissolves. There are two types. There are smooth threads, which we use more often. They are placed. I usually place them like when they come in for their neurotoxin. Um, and then there are um lifting threads. So the smooth threads are used more for superficially for tightening. You know, if you wanted to use some in, in here or around here in the neck is a really popular, um, the tech lines is what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, we use them in there. The lifting are going to be more for people with a lot of laxity in their faces. So mm-hmm. this is, we call it a non-surgical mid facelift. It's not necessarily a replacement for a facelift. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe putting it off a few years because facelifts are way more expensive. Um, But if somebody, what I always tell my patients is when they ask me, am I a good candidate for PDO threads lifting? I say, get a mirror and sit in your bed. And if you lay back with the mirror and your face looks different and you go, oh yeah, that's the face I know. Then you're probably a good candidate for PDO threads. Meaning you have laxity enough in your face that the gravity pulls it back, all of a sudden you look more like you did 10 years ago. Those are the people that are really the best candidates um, for the more, the non-surgical mid facelift or neck lift. Um, younger patients will come in because they want the Bella Hadid, um, Fox Eye, which is sort of more on a trend, um, which maybe that's starting to go out. But even, you know, if you have a lot of hooding and you want a little bit of a lift, we can do that and help you with that. Again, putting, not replacing blepharoplasty, mm-hmm. but just maybe putting them off. I think um, a lot of plastic surgeons get a little, you know, upset if we say that we're replacing. I don't feel like that's what PDO threads are meant for. They're there mm-hmm. to just sort of delay and um, maybe put off a few years. Got it. Got it. I think that was a great tip that you share, like just leaning back at the mirror, something that people yeah. can do at home. Very yeah. easy to figure it out. Super easy. Yep. Yeah. Now you mentioned that this is a, uh, almost like an alternative, I would say, not a replacement, but an alternative to some of the oh, more perfect. surgical procedures. Mm-hmm. So being non-surgical, um, people think non-surgical, it's like almost like you just get like a shot here, very uninvasive. 
but some of these procedures do require a little bit more. So mm -hmm. how do you balance between providing that relaxing, luxurious experience for them, but also balancing it with their safety and well-being during the treatment? Right. Um, I think, firstly, setting expectations for the patients is really important. And then really walking them through every step. I've had thread, threads put in here um, in my face twice. And I know what it feels like. I know the pain that's involved afterwards. It's not necessarily, I numb them. They are comfortable when they're here. It's not, I think they're, it's more nerves of not knowing, you know, what to expect. Mm -hmm. But um, afterwards, you're pretty sore. I am, you know, they have my email. They can email me, whatever. I try to make them feel like they have the attention that they need. And so um, I think for the most part, I mean, my patients that are, usually pretty good. They're pretty, they're pretty tough. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, when you want, uh, when you want something, when you want to look like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of a mindset. You're willing yeah. to deal with a little bit of a few days of being sore and swollen and bruised mm -hmm. if you get that sort of afterwards. So yeah. I think that's something to think about too, but I, my patients do really well with them. Um, they know that if there are any, ever any issues, they can just reach out and we will take care of them. So perfect. Now you've been, you've had, you have a lot of experience and I'm sure you've, you've helped a lot of clients over the years, but I'm sure you've also had some very challenging cases that you've worked on, but could you explain just one of those cases and how you were able to achieve a successful result for them? Yeah, actually um, one of them is a patient here actually. So she had had a uh, reaction to filler mm. Actually, let me backtrack a little bit. So she had had a melanoma on her face and she had to have, I'm not kidding, like almost half of her face cut off and, mm. and then re yeah, put back on Wow. Um, because obviously you need margins for mm -hmm. uh, melanoma to make sure it's all gone. Melanoma is gone. Thank okay, That's good. But she's left with scars. And then um, it was actually Dr. Bedner tried to put filler and she was unfortunately allergic. And, mm. um, and so he had to dissolve it. And she kind of felt um, like she was stuck. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know, look this way forever. And um, when I came on board, I told her, because she was, you know, she's a little bit older. And um, I think she's in her 60s, where laxity is starting to be seen. And then she's she's kind of uh, asymmetric because one side's been pulled a little bit from the surgery and the other one mm -hmm. is aging normally. Mm -hmm. and so you know, I basically told her, you know, we don't have to use filler. We can use mm -hmm. smooth threads to help plump in the scar tissue mm -hmm. and then the lifting threads to help even you back out. And, um, she took some convincing, but she was actually probably one of the happiest patients <laughs> that we've had after the, after it. And it was challenging for me because I had a lot of scar tissue threads are put in with something called a cannula, which is sort of like a it's not a needle. It's a, it's blunt. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, um, looks like a needle from afar, mm -hmm. but it's actually not sharp and mm -hmm. it slides under the skin. And that's hard to do when there's a lot of scar tissue. So it was mm -hmm. challenging for me clinically, but for her, I think mentally, she just didn't really know what to expect. She was afraid it was going to make it worse. And, um, uh, it made me feel good to see that she was so happy. And now she is a loyal patient. Yeah. <laughs> she was, she will, she comes back all the time. Yeah. So. I, I think it's fantastic having stories like that, especially for the people who think that there's no solution out there for right. them. They're like, this is the, 
Like they're the only one out there. They have this unique situation and they just don't know what to do. And you're able to help turn that around completely for them. I think right. that, that's completely fantastic. Now with that, I know, I know that technology is getting better and better to be able to especially help cases like this, where maybe mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago, that wasn't an option, right. but right. where do you think the future of, um, of both the aesthetic side of the industry and also the, um, I'll call it the like, more holistic wellness side, where do you think that's going in the future? I mean, I think we're starting to see it um, more functional medicine, physicians, integrative medicine. Um, I do think actually joining the two, basically melding into one where um, you're kind of doing everything together. It is, um, you know, almost moving away from the insurance, you know, copay, that sort of thing. And people are willing to save their money and come in to address preventative medicine and mm-hmm. um, uh, feel better in general, not wait for symptoms to occur. And then, you know, doctor, why am I feeling like this? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to prevent high blood pressure. They're trying to prevent diabetes um, and of course, anything more acute. So I think um, the future is sort of uh, melding the two. Mm-hmm. And everyone being more educated about um, the root causes and, you know, healthier lifestyles. I mean, we're all, you know, it's a battle for everybody every day, mm-hmm. you know, in America anyway. Yeah. And trying to get enough exercise and trying to make healthier choices and um, and seeing the um, the effects, long term effects of mm-hmm. um, what that means. And so. Um, and then, you know, everybody likes their talks. Yeah. <laughs> That's their their Botox. Yeah. But um, I think that will just end up being something that comes along with it. And I think if people feel good, they'll generally be more happy and um, and healthy. And um, I think once for us as clinicians, I think it's just going to be learning how to meld the two. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not completely functional medicine. Maybe it's a melding of traditional medicine and functional medicine and even alternative medicine, you know, um, you know whatever, you know, whether it's acupuncture or herbal medicine, you know, like and bring validity to all of these things that um, can help people. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a great point as far as melding both of them together, because I've mm-hmm. spoken to quite a few dermatologists who are also in the aesthetic side. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at both of those like dermatology is more like when you have an issue, you come mm-hmm. in. The aesthetic side is like, OK, well, maybe I'm starting to look a little bit older, but it's a little bit more preventative. And especially now you're talking about functional medicine, which also is, I think, the mindset of most people is a little bit more preventative or like mm-hmm. optimizing health, not, oh, I have this issue. Now I need to right. find a fix. Um, so, and it sounds like you're kind of seeing that, that same thing, like the dermatology is just, when I have a problem, I come in aesthetics. Okay. I want to be a bit more preventative and kind of combine those two together. I'm sure that's kind of what you're seeing as well with some of your patients in this space. I mean, for sure. I mean, I am the number one creature of sunscreen, which is your number one preventative for any Mm anti-aging. Um, but I think just that term anti-aging is, um, changing like what what does it mean i think it that's it brings the whole thing it's not just your botox and fillers it's everything mm-hmm. and um i mean look at the semaglutide i mean that is huge right now yeah and you know maybe some celebrities kim kardashian you know whoever made it um popular but the fact of the matter is people were 
able to lose a substantial amount of weight um, that were a certain BMI and um, they were feeling better and looking better in their eyes. Right. So again, that was like, I feel like that was the first um, eye opener for the masses Mm -hmm. to to show how um, generalized, like how we can bring everything together and meld um, the two sides. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and wellness, if you want to call it wellness. Yeah. Okay. Now, Julie, I was wondering who, who are your mentors or some of the people you really look up to in the industry and what's maybe some of their best piece of advice they've given to you? Wow. Um, I have a lot of them. A lot mm-hmm. of them are um, dermatologists mm-hmm. that I've worked with. Um, some of them, it's just their approach. Um, there are doctors that I worked with here that, um, the phys- the surgeon that I worked with, um, you know, in PA school years mm-hmm. ago um, at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, I mean, I feel like I've had too many to like mm-hmm. name one or two, but um, I would say these physicians that are not afraid to sort of um, break the mold, mm-hmm. you know, to... Um, kind of stand up for their patients, not just what insurance companies were telling them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to look at the patient as a whole. Um, that's always been really important to me. And I can tell you like right now, even, you know, a couple of years ago when I was working in gender in this city, not everybody was telling their patients to go on anti-inflammatory diets. That's what I was doing mm-hmm. because I knew it helped them. Yeah. And so I think it's just the approach that you take. Um, there are, um, I'm trying to think of so I'm like trying to think of so many uh, physicians, but um, you know, there are a lot of them that have helped me through the way. So I don't want to single out just one, but um, they know who they are. <laughs> okay, great. So you've had, you've had a lot of great people helping you along the way. I have really helped I have. To change the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay, great. Now, Julie, I have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, and before I ask it, I want to point people to your website which is www.drbednar.com and also the other practice, firmaskinmedspa.com. Now, the last question is, what would you say is the most important piece of advice you can give to someone who's maybe thinking about getting an aesthetic treatment, but something is stopping them? Maybe it's the price, maybe it's their fear, maybe they just don't know. But what would you say is the most important piece of advice you get to give to someone? Kind of get them off that fence who's interested, but... Can't quite make that well, I think finding the right provider, first of all, make sure, you know, vet them just like I would if I were going to a new, you know, cardiologist or anything like that. You want to vet your provider, make sure they're experienced, make sure they're knowledgeable, make sure they educate you on what exactly um, everything entails. Um, sometimes that means a higher price, you know, um, the Groupon bargain, <laughs> you know, neurotoxin and filler isn't always going to be um, the best for you. Um, uh, medically speaking. Um, and so I have a lot of patients that have done that. They've gone to less expensive um, locations in town, and then they come here because they're not happy with their results, because unfortunately they were treated by someone who didn't have the experience. And so mm-hmm. I would say really making sure that you um, know where your provider um, has gotten their experience, that it is in the field that you're about to go into as far as the offices that they educate you and um, ask questions, mm-hmm. ask questions. Uh, there are no dumb questions. Ask me the questions, ask me all the questions. Great. 
Well, there you have it. Julie Gallo of Aesthetic Philosophy and also Firmiskin Medical Aesthetics sharing her experience with all of you. Now, Julie, where can people learn more about you or contact you in your practice? Um, they can email me. It's julie at drbender.com. That's my email. Um, and then, or the website. That's like another way that you can contact us. Um, Firmaskin, uh, same thing. You can go to the firmaskinmedspa.com website um, and feel free to email me uh, and reach out with any questions. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for being on the show, Julie, and sharing thank your you. message with the world. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Talk podcast. Any questions, please contact the practice directly with the contact information provided during the show. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now.